I'm your host, Jacob Fuji, and with me today is Brian Williams. I'm finally on an episode again. And Taylor Sever. Aloha! That's not how you pronounce the new map. Wait, close enough. <laughs> I was trying to pronounce the new Pokemon re region. <laughs> uh, yes, Brian is finally back from his, from his long, long day at work. He was just working uh, for three weeks straight. I think it might have been four. So, uh, I'm assuming as soon as you got back home, you didn't sleep, you uh, played Overwatch. So I want to ask you and, and Taylor as well, how have your games been going? Uh, someone tried to 1v1 me, and I got destroyed, and I left Overwatch and haven't come back since. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Well, I, I can't say mine have gone that bad. I mean, you <laughs> know, I came back from a four-week workday, and... Um, like like Jacob was saying, just just went right straight to Overwatch, because yep. you know there's nothing else to do. So, what else are you started Destiny's competitive? Dead. Well, now we're not going to get into that. Started to start a competitive season two, ranked, and now I'm just having a blast, and and games have been going well, other than the no. games that I've got DC'd from, which I was not happy about. Stupid power. <laughs> uh, now, did you have? Um, did you rank? In uh, last season, I did rank in last season, but I ranked on like the last day, <laughs> just so yeah, I could I say I ranked. Right, yeah. right on the right on the cusp, uh, but better than me. I was not happy with the rank, but I mean, I wasn't really happy with the whole ranking system. Yeah. So I mean, uh, I'm much more happier now. Now that like the ranks kind of mean a little bit more. I mean, they probably still don't mean that much considering it's the beginning of the season. Yeah. But I like what they're yeah. doing. I can name a few people who might be upset at what they, uh, what they got, but uh, it's definitely a, a much nicer system, which we went in, in uh, greater detail last week. Um, but yeah, I, I actually ranked. I, I have a, a competitive ranking this season. I'm, I'm excited that I, I joined the Elite Exclusive Club. Did we talk um, about it last week? Just the fact that it's like, you know, it's different. And leagues and stuff. <laughs> it's different. You won't, you, we can't tell you how it's different, but it is. But it's different. It is. Just trust us on this one. Uh, but yeah, we, um, we have a lot... Well, we have a fair bit to talk about in today's episode. Um, first of all is uh, some news, including uh, the new competitive season and patch notes. Um, and then uh, some more news on the ARG, as I'm sure everyone is excited to learn about. Yay. Not that much news on it. <laughs> But first of all, the first real big piece of news is that Overwatch will be free on consoles from September 9th to the 12th. Um, I That's don't know if we have many console listeners, but... Um, I probably got rid of them last them. week. <laughs> yeah, if, if you've managed to tough it out, first of all, I'm sorry. Um, and uh, secondly, you can, you can get your friends in on playing the game. You can kind of convert them. Free. I'm not gonna lie. I plan on downloading and playing it on Xbox One from the 9th to the 12th. So, I would love for you to kind of report back on it, like seeing as, as someone who is pr predominantly a yeah, PC player, uh, if you could tell us how much it's different on on, the, on console. I will do my journalism duties and uh, give you some kind of feedback, Thank whether you, it's sir. good or yeah. bad. You know, 
You have there. a week. I have three days, have actually. All, you don't have to do it all in one day. Uh, oh, I, yeah, I guess it is ending on the 12th. I feel that there, there was some bigger news in between episodes in that a patch came out. A whole new, brand new patch came out. Shiny and gold. I think it came out on the same day you recorded. No, it didn't. Oh. It was um, it was delayed. It was like the that next is significant. Um, but yes, the the new passion with it came uh, some goodies, including a new map. Um, and I know Brandon has been trying desperately to figure out how to pronounce this name. My best pronunciation was Eichenwall, but it's not Again. it's not at all pronounced like that. It's it's it's. I have a German background, and I'm gonna butcher the shit out of this so it's definitely not not even close but it's oh nobody nobody tell our german friend either <laughs> it's um i can weld something like I that i think that's close yeah the best pronunciation i've heard, or like the most research pronunciation which was from an actual german native speaker was uh i can weld it so it's close for you english speakers you can just say i weld no i'm just gonna say castle map Castle map, Bastion Graveyard. It's good. Uh, but what do you guys think of it? Bastion Graveyard? I don't know. I was Bastion on that map, and uh, I had, I had okay. a pretty decent half a, half a game. If you guys want some elite strategies, Bastion is really good on that map, at least right now, because there are so many crevices and corners and so much height for you to take advantage of. You just, you just perch up on a friggin' parapet, turret, whatever you want to call it. Be a turret and a turret, and just rain death on everyone. It's awful when you're up against it, but... Brandon pulled that maneuver uh, while he was on our team, and it was very effective. It was pretty effective, but we still lost that game. We did. You didn't bastion hard enough. I we didn't, didn't go six bastions. It's it's true. I mean, it was competitive though, so I mean, I would frown upon that. But um, got to do what you got to so, do to win. You got to do what you got to do, I guess. So that's why I switched to bastion. Up? You guys have thumbs up on the on the map. I've only played it once. But, from my short time on the map, uh, I did enjoy it. It's it's a little different. Uh, I was Pharah the first like the first bit, and I had a lot of fun playing Pharah because I was jumping over the walls and stuff and getting behind the enemy, and uh, really really screwing around with them. But there was a really good Pharah on the other team, and uh, she uh, she just kept getting me. But yeah, no, I saw um, her. It's a, it's a good map. Like it, it's. I don't I don't know how I feel about the whole like the choke point in the beginning but the rest okay. of it is really good. Yeah, the, the map has like a couple choke points, but I feel like I've played it a couple times and I haven't had too big a problem getting through them just because there are usually like doorways on the sides that you can get through. Um and, they're and, usually and all maps right? usually have choke point choke points right at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, it's true. Yeah. Um, I'm just not so sure how I feel about it yet. I I have to say I, I've really enjoyed it. It's it's so much more vertical than the other maps. Um, I would urge you guys to play, um, you guys, I mean listeners, to play Farah on that map for your first time. So oh, you can yeah. really kind of get the layout of it. I feel like Farah does really well on that just because there's lots of things for her to kind of hide behind when she is airborne. There's the kind of like long, narrow alleyways that she can kind of weave in and out of from the air. Um, and it lets you kind of learn the map uh, very easily. Like, you can just you have an aerial view of it, right? Um, yeah, I figured but... out the map very quickly, and I was fortunate enough to use Farah 
in the beginning. Um, but yeah, I, I really like how much the map changes. Like there, to me, there's there's almost there's four very distinct parts to it, which is the the, the beginning where you're capturing the point, um, that kind of ruined town area. The bridge sticks out very clearly in my mind, um, and right before the bridge is that is that second kind of archway choke point. Um, just because I've really noticed a lot of bastions, particularly right there. Brandon, you set up there. Yeah, the that's where I, I played up. against set up there. For whatever reason, like that's just a where everyone seems to be turning up. It just feels uh, right because um, most of the people won't go around. They're gonna try to stick with the payload, and the payload comes right through that door. So yeah, you set up there. Once that door is open, and once that payload's in there, it's it's pretty tough for them to get you, past that unless I, if they go around. You can very easily set up behind where they're going to come out of, too, so you can kind of yeah. surprise them. So, yeah, it, it's a good spot. Um, and so those were the three. And then the last one, obviously, is the the throne room, which is the the point of most contention off, often when you're like, oh, just, they're so close. Stop them, please. Or we're so close. Just push a little bit more. Get on that point, Reinhardt. Um, yeah, I, I really like the map so far. I, I, I'm, uh, it might be one of my new favorite map. Well... It's definitely already one of my favorite maps. I really like Hanamura. Um, but with that, unless you guys have any more opinions on Eichenwald, uh, we can move on to uh, the patch notes. When first of which is the fact that the new competitive season has started, as we mentioned. Uh, last week we kind of detailed the ranking system and, and how that all works. Uh, that is pretty much uh, intact as it was in the PTR. Um, the one point that we didn't mention before was the skill ranking decay, uh, which affects uh, players who are in uh, Diamond Master and Grand Master tiers, uh, or if your skill ranking is above 3,000, uh, you will kind of, if you don't keep playing, um, you will kind of lose that rank slowly. Well, you have to play once every week. So as long as you're playing one game every week, you will keep your current rank. Yes. Um, and if you're uh, in the top 500, uh, you have to play in a competitive match every seven days, or you'll just drop out immediately. Yeah. No, I think that's. I'm pretty sure that's for Diamond Master and Grandmaster. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you get Diamond, just just play a game. Of, play a game a week, and I'm sure you're going to if you make it that far. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention, which I hadn't seen detailed anywhere, was the fact that they changed the amount of um, uh, competitive points you're going to be getting with uh, each match, and, and, and how guns are valued. I believe now guns went from being 300 competitive points to 3,000. Yeah, um, they times everything by 10. Yeah, but you get, you get uh, 10 times the amount of points, and right. uh, draws will give you, um, I believe it is 300? No. Uh, it was right here somewhere and now i've lost it but uh draws will give you uh three competitive points so yeah, yeah that's, actually, that's right next to nothing <laughs> yeah pretty much next to nothing i mean draws don't happen very often and i can confirm that i've probably played i don't know 30 or so matches since the beginning of the season now and i've probably only had less than a handful of draws i had two there you go matches one thing I did want to mention was the fact that um, there is a cap on skill points or on competitive points. Uh, if you have six thousand points at the start of season two, 
you will no longer get points uh, by playing competitive matches. Not uh, even at the start. You yeah. can only accumulate 6,000 points throughout the entire season. Yeah. So if you have 6,000, spend them. I mean, there's only so many things you can spend them on, so and they're all the same amount. You might as well use them up. Um, but the end-of-season reward can still, uh, will still be granted past that cap. Yes. Um, but so far for season two, what do you guys think of it? I mean, they they made a lot of improvements to have the how it the, the the flow of it. They've taken out sudden death. They've introduced uh, the new uh, time bank systems and, and such. Um, what do you think of it so far? Now that you uh, at least me and Brandon are kind of more experienced in it. I like the time bank system. Yeah, me too. I, think that's I like a how the great addition. I like how the match just ends as soon as you get farther than the opponent. I yeah. it might have done that beforehand. It but did, I, but there was no time bank. Yeah. So it yeah. You didn't it just know. Plays like, a now it, it's very it's very distinct. Like we're almost there. We're almost there. Yes, we did. Um, which I do like uh, quite a lot. Um, or if you defend long enough, I believe it'll also time out, which is nice. It just it right. makes the matches a little quicker. Comparing competitive to quick play, uh, quick play. Now that I've I have much more experience in, in competitive. Wow! If you just want to get in a couple quick games with your friends, if you're waiting on somebody, to play quick match. Yeah. <laughs> because because competitive can take a surprisingly long time, especially um, because the games are so close. Like pushing and 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 pushing uh, the points or trying to cap the points can go right down to the wire, well into overtime. And uh, if it's the uh, hold the point maps, like uh, Lijiang Tower in uh, Nepal, wow, those ga those games go to match five. Oh off. my god. Okay, in one of my placement matches, we were on Nepal, and mm -hmm. it was like the last... Uh, it, this, this was basically like a, a do or die. Like, you, you just had to win this map. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it was overtime, and it was 99% for both sides... And my team was cap like trying to cap it, and uh, I swear to God, it w it went like at least ten minutes, just like wow. steady steady overtime. Like it, it it was just constant, like back and forth. Nobody I mean, could get it. It's a testament to how how well they they match up the players because I've had a couple games where it went down to, like. 99% on both sides, and everyone was just like on overtime trying to cap this point. Uh, so I, I'm pretty happy with, with how that's going. The only time I felt like it was really unfair and competitive, uh, every now and then there, there's like a stomp, but I feel like that's really rare. But um, we had a lot of levers, and I think it's just because the season is so new. People aren't, they either don't care, they're trying it out for the first time, whatever have you. They, they just like, oh, I don't, I'm not into this, and they just leave. Or they're just rage quitting. Um, because I'm too quick. good. <laughs> but we had, I think, four games in a row, Brian. I think you were in, in with us for at least one of these, where one of one of the people on our team just left. Yeah. And we stuck it out. Because you can leave after, after about a minute. If they don't reconnect, you can leave with no penalty. Um, it'll still be a loss, but there'll be no score penalty. Um, but we decided to stick it out, and we were actually... It was a... Um, Cap to the point uh, map, and we got we a point. won that round. Yeah, we got we we managed to take a round after he left, um, and we're like, yeah, well, we can do it. We and we, we got really close on the last one and too. The second one we got really close, but but then they had gotten that was our third game, so 
I was at third point, so we didn't quite make it. But yeah, like even if someone drops, like just just try and see how it's going because you never know what would happen. Because if we, man, if we won that, I would have just like friggin' flipped stuff over. I would have been so excited. There's been a couple moments where I've been like, "Oh my god, this game is ah! awesome!" Yeah. Um, like, one moment in particular, I can't wait till the end of the podcast to say this. But uh, when we were when we were, I think I was doing our placement matches, and uh, it was on. God, I can never remember the names of these maps. It was a capture the point map. Yes. Um, and it's a thing, you know, the the. Uh, Japanese map with uh, with a tower in the middle and underneath is the point. There's two open sides on each side. You know what I'm talking about. Are you talking about Nepal? Or, or Lijiang Tower? Lijiang Tower. That's it. It's in, it's in China, but yes, go ahead. My bad. <clears throat> Anyways, um, it was uh, we, we were about to win and then the enemy captured the point and um, we, uh, it, it, they got up to like 80% or something like that. It might have even been closer. And uh, we, we came back, we rallied the team. We got in there. It was a, it was a, it was a huge fight. And then uh, Winston came in. He, he popped his bubble down. And then all of a sudden, uh, an enemy diva came in. Oh, tried yes. to alt. <laughs> diva sent her mech. Into the point, and it drifted, and it drifted straight into, into the bubble. A Winston's bubble, and it landed like right in the middle, and it exploded in the bubble, and the and Winston's bubble just just saved the entire it. team. <laughs> it, it would have been a team kill if Diva's yeah. alt could have went off in there, but, but Winston's bubble blocked injured. the alt, and I can't Amazing. believe it did that. I never knew I guess, you could do that. And that was like a hole in one shot. That that was beautiful. Just like and, and she we captured the point and, and won the rainbow. Like I, I had full view of it, and I'm so mad <laughs> that I didn't record that because that was just so epic. That one was great. I'm sorry. Carry on. <laughs> uh, getting away from the recollections of of great games in competitive, like which competitive has some epic moments, because um, tensions in high, are high and stuff. But like when you're when you get low and competitive, you get real low. Um, but, like we said, competitive wasn't the only change that happened uh, in the latest patch. There were hero buffs and nerfs, our favorite. Um, many of these are similar to what they were, uh, what we detailed on the PTR from last week. So we won't really get into uh, any of them. If you guys want to go through them in detail, they will be linked in the show descriptions. Um, but there were a couple we wanted to mention uh, first of which was um, Genji. Uh, Genji received uh, a lot of nerfs, basically nerfs across the board. Um, his mobility was was greatly decreased. His, his um, uh, kind of not glitch, but um, his abused combos were were uh, uh, notched down, and his ultimate was uh, decreased in length. And I want to ask you guys. What do you think now? Um, I know Genji wasn't one of the characters that was giving us a lot of trouble in our level of play. Um, but have you... Brian, I know you used to use Genji quite a lot. Um, has this impacted you in any way? Um, not quite. Uh, I've been trying to use other characters lately. So I've tried to stick away from Genji, but I have picked him up uh, after the patch because I, uh, I just wanted to see how it felt. And... 
I can definitely say if I feel like it, it's just it's it's a lot harder to use Genji now. Like you you just don't have the power you used to have, um, especially when you use that all those that six second ultimate. Those two, the two second reduction you yeah. that's the most impactful one I think. Yeah, that it's it's huge. Like when you had when you had eight seconds, you could easily take down a tank and two minor characters. Now you need to pick wisely. If you don't go for the minor characters, you could end up in a real sticky situation, and they, it could just be bad for everybody. Yeah, you basically just use it to, to take out the Mercy or what have you, and, and that's about it. It's got to yeah. be like a real strategic ult now, mm -hmm. as opposed to get in good. there, slash everything, and get out. Yeah. Um, Taylor, I know you use a lot of um, Hanzo, but have you strayed into his brother at all? Um, Not recently, and... Essentially, all the nerfs didn't really affect me, because I'm not that good of a Genji player anyways. Only really the ult uh, affects me, and I haven't played him since the patch, but I can imagine those two seconds are fairly brutal. And, like, this really hurts Genji, because it already lowers his incredibly low skill cap. Right? Right. Um, can we not talk about the, skill cap? The thing, the thing I <laughs> wanted to mention was, um, but that I really noticed was the fact that he gets stopped... Um, by mines, specifically Junkrat's Steel Trap and stuff like that when he's dashing. Um, I just happened that one to bugs pick, me. I pick, just happened to pick Genji in a, in a match where there was two Junkrats, and I kept I hit every one of those traps, and I'm just like, God damn it. There was one point where I, where I dashed into one, got stuck, managed to survive with like 24 health, and as I was retreating... Or no, I, I think I was uh, advancing towards the health pack. I got stuck in another one and got demolished. Um, that one I definitely noticed um, going into it. Um, Widow, Ven uh, Widowmaker's Venomine will also tag you now. Um, and just not being able to stay up on walls quite as long. Because, uh, I mean, it, at really expert levels, like Genji should be touching the ground, basically. Um, now that's um, impossible. You have to touch the ground in order to wall jump, or to wall climb. Um, but I, I think I have to agree with Taylor's sentiment in that like these changes will affect high level Genji play quite significantly. Um, we Not so might, much low level, but lower levels like us, I think we might notice something, especially I mean, the ultimate duration. I've noticed but... it in competitive. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't say the same for quick play, but um, I, I, I feel like there's a lot of people avoiding using Genji. I didn't see a Genji uh, in competitive actually, um, except for when I few. used him. I, but I not use as Genji. much. I've actually kind of moved into Genji. He's he's quickly becoming one of my go-to. Well, he is my go-to like harassment character. Um, so I, it, it is interesting to see like for me as someone who picked up Genji shortly before the nerfs and like just starting to get the hang of him, and then he's changed now. I I can kind of see what happened. Um, but I've gotten my skill level has improved so much more that like, yeah. Back then, if if I didn't really go through, if I didn't stop on a Junkrat steel trap, I don't think I'd have noticed it. Uh, like if I if I uh, if I bypassed it, but you do feel I now. bypassed a lot. I kind of just knew that that was a thing, it. and yeah, yeah I was I it. was flying over it on mall. And I mean, that, oh. that's what the traps are there for, so... To stop, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. to stop tracers and, and, and people who are in the and back, Ganges. right? Yeah. So it's good that this this, is, this has been 
change. I, I hope we don't see it. him drop off completely. I know he was very dominant in, in competitive meta for a while, um, but like always, we don't want him to just disappear. Uh, I don't think he that's going to happen in uh, lower levels of play at all. Because I'm still going to use him. I still find him very, very fun. He still definitely has uh, a role uh, with his deflect, with his mobility, of just harassing the back line. It's great. So he's not going away anytime soon. Um, but moving on to the rest of the uh, patch notes that we really want to discuss, which is mainly about the healers. Um, last big patch saw the rise of Zenyatta. Came out of nowhere and, and became one of the top picks in general, not just in, in the healers. They didn't uh, come out of nowhere. They buffed the crap out of him. <laughs> uh, yeah, they did. And uh, Lucio, Lucio um, has always kind of been good. They haven't really changed him, but he, like his speed boost is good. His ambient healing is great. Like, just why not use him? So they were they were at the top top of the competitive meta. They were in, in every game from every skill level. Um, and Mercy, after being so used, dropped away because they nerfed her. Uh, so they're kind of trying to rectify that, firstly with um, some buffs to Mercy. Um, so she is going to be healing faster. The amount hasn't changed, but the the speed, sorry, the speed at which she can change um, heal has now been increased. Um, and uh, she can now, when she resurrects her allies, they can now move. Uh, quicker uh, or after a less delay it used to be 3 seconds now it's 2.25 uh, which lets them reposition while they're kind of invulnerable which is good uh, they haven't increased the um, rate at which you get the alt which I think was the biggest deal uh, in the before times but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that she's kind of coming back they're, they're looking into it making sure that she doesn't just drop off the radar because uh, I, I quite like Mercy uh, she's one of my go-to healers. Um, what do you guys think of, of what they've done with uh, with Lucio, Gen Genji, and Zenyatta? And Mercy? And Mercy. <laughs> well, Genji. I like what they did with Mercy, at least. Um, Mercy really needed that a little bit of buff to be uh, comparable to Lucio and Zenyatta again. Mm -hmm. um, I, I like what they did with uh, Lucio, actually. Um, being a Lucio player, uh, I feel like it hasn't really affected it too much. And uh, it, it feels like you're... Lucio just feels like a more fair uh, character to play now. Like, you just don't feel really overpowered, but you still feel like you're helping your team, you're doing the heals you need. Yeah, I, 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 like, I like what they did. Yeah, I'd have to agree with the, with the Lucio change. It was, it was small enough that uh, most people wouldn't notice it. Um, you do but, notice it. Like, if you play Lucio a lot, you definitely notice it. But it's not, like, it doesn't it doesn't affect the gameplay a huge amount. Yeah, like, it's it still feels fine, but, like, if you look at the hard stats, this will uh, make his teams win slightly less often, which is what they wanted to go for. Um, and it would make other characters, again, better by comparison. So that hopefully we don't just see Lucio all the time. And I think that the... Um, like, Lucio is just in a good spot. Like, he's a very well-rounded character. And they don't really need to make too many changes around him. Or to him, they just need to kind of balance those characters around their, the other healers, essentially. And you can um, already see that there's a change in uh, in the usage of these characters as well. 
Mm -hmm. um, just at the start of the competitive series, uh, Lucio, instead of being an A-tier character, he's now a B-tier character. Really? Yep. Uh, same with Lucio, or uh, Zenyatta, and, uh, which was, well, Zenyatta was, I'm pretty sure, uh, an A-tier as well. L uh, Zenyatta and Lucio were the only A-tier characters. Er, yeah. A-tier characters, yeah. And now they're, now they're both back down to B-tier, which is about 50% usage rate. Good, I'm glad. Um, yeah, I, I, I feel like all the healers, Anna included, she hasn't received any changes since, since that uh, first major one. Uh, I feel like they all kind of have their spot. I, I think they're in a healthy place right now. We'll see if the introduction of another character um, changes that, or, or if, uh, you know, a new... If some the new kid on the block in competitive starts using only Ana or something, gets really ridiculously good with her and discovers some great way to play her. But other than that, I think the healers are in a, in a pretty decent spot right now. Um, the last one that we wanted to touch on was Zenyatta, who also received a um, mo what is mostly a nerf. Uh, last week we kind of detailed it, uh, and I kind of misspoke. Um, basically, to reiterate what happened is that uh, the Orb of Discord, which is his E, the debuff that he throws out, um, it now no longer does 50% increased damage, it is a 30% increase in damage. But his Orb of Destruction, which is just his basic attack, has been increased from 40 to 46 uh, points of damage. And I said last week uh, some something silly, so I want to restate it now. This will still let him ta uh, tackle... Um, normal health heroes, but he won't be able to solo tanks anymore, which is was kind of the problem with him. He could just take on anyone by himself, and the fact that he had 200 health points that were quickly regenerating meant he was pretty much a, pretty much a beast. Like he could, if he got his burst on you with his or with his charged up orbs, like he can knock up tons of characters, tanks, not tanks, you name it. Um, and he wasn't quite that squishy anymore. Uh, his only real disadvantage was his lack of mobility. Um, so this kind of brings him back down. If you want to take out those tanks, still put on the tank, but make sure your your allies are, are, are dealing with him as well. So I think this is a good, this is perfectly fair. Uh, do you guys have any differing opinions or? Uh, not really, no. I do want to talk about May though. Oh, yes? Yes. What do you, I mean, uh, have you been in a lot of games with May being on the other side of the team? A few, yeah. Yeah? What do you think of May's increased radius for her ultimate? I, um... I haven't really noticed it. Even uh, playing really? her and playing against her. I, um... I've gotten very good at... Because May used to be one of the characters that really bothered me. Um, so I <clears throat> got to be very adept at knowing when she's going to use it. And also, um, just when I hear her using it, to get as far away from it as possible. Uh, so I often find myself right on the edge of the circle when it gets me, and then I can usually use some movement ability or just, just walk out of it and kind of save my team. But that's probably a personal thing. Obviously, you've been having some sort of issues with it. Uh, not really an issue, actually. I was just, uh, I was just interested that they kind of increased the uh, diameter mm -hmm. on that. Like it, it was a it was a six foot diameter, and uh, six foot diameter circle ice thing, and now it's eight feet, and it's big. Mm -hmm. it <laughs> like 
I like I noticed it before, but now it's so noticeable. Yeah, and, uh, it does make it. Up. Sorry, it does make it a little more difficult to get out of if you're not ready for it. It does. And, uh, yes. I like it. Yeah, I think it's a good change. I think because with with May the problem with her out, and we said this last week, so I'll just go quickly. Um, she's an annoying character, but stats wise, she wasn't really showing that she was overpowered. That she actually was very underpowered. So I think this is it's a good step in the good in the right direction. It's not heavy handed buffing. Um, it's just oh here you go, uh, you you can catch more people in your alts and you can really help out your team because the thing about her alts is that like if there if there's no one else to capitalize on it if it's just you, you slow the t the enemy team down. Um, yep. You, it really like Zarya's ultimate like you really need your team behind you otherwise the amount of damage you're gonna put out isn't all that great especially for an ultimate ability. Um, but wow, can can your team capitalize on that pretty? disgustingly <laughs> um and yeah it was i think it was a little too easy to get out of before uh, any yeah. character with a movement ability could probably get out of it if they they knew what they were doing now um again if you're if you're watching for it then you might be able to get out of the way um, but uh, it's yeah it's a big radius the last change that we really wanted to talk about um was again relating to the health of the characters but uh it's the allied health bars you may have seen them if you're playing a healer you can kind of tell what level of uh, hp everyone on your team is at um, now you can flip on an option to see that as any class of character um, which i think anyone who takes this game even mildly seriously should do it is super useful information to know how much health your tank has <laughs> Uh, how much uh, health anyone on your team has. Like, it just informs every decision you're going to make. Uh, so I'm really glad they introduced this as an option. Obviously, if it, if it clutters the screen up too much or you just don't care, then you can leave it off. But I would suggest everyone turn this on. Yep, I agree. Especially um, for high-level play. Oh, yeah, this is a definite. Um, now, the one thing I will mention about this is that this is not under the options... That I would have expected it to be under. I thought it was like it was like under gameplay or even social. It's under controls for whatever reason. They put it under controls. Go to that tab, scroll down. You will you will see it. Uh, you can click on that to see how healthy your team is. Um, there was one other change that they implemented with this patch. Taylor, did you want to uh, go into that? Ha! That's cute. That I think you think it's one change. They next level trolling was introduced into Overwatch with this patch. And uh, the first is two new emotes, sitting and laughing. So you Love can either it. now sit at your opponents or you can laugh at their shame. And now, it, it just brings new levels to everything you do. The thing about these, well, two... Um, is that they don't stop. You will continue to sit or laugh until uh, you input another command. And um, also the fact that D.Va has a very expensive, credit-wise, um, version of this where she doesn't just sit down and laugh. She folds down her mech, a video game pops up on her screen, and the mech shoots out a tray of Doritos 
and Mountain Dew, obviously not branded, but you know what they are, uh, beside her, and she just munches on the two of them while playing a video game, and it is hilarious. But it is a thousand credits. Totally worth it. <laughs> Probably. I mean, they know what they're doing, but uh, it was it was a nice touch. It's, I mean, they uh, got to pay for those Doritos somehow. <laughs> I think it was a great because they're, they're they've kind of the community has kind of decided that um, Diva is kind of like a trash monster, just like a, a kind of gremlin character. What are um, you saying? I know people have decided that she's be, a gamer and that she does stereotypical like gamer that? stuff. Are you saying ga- gamers are gremlins? Yes. <laughs> Jesus. Just well, that's know, the that, other that part of our viewership gone. The Thanks. stereotype of just, like, very messy. But I guess you're right. It is, it is playing more into the gamer stereotype. But That's I why it's Doritos it was... and Mountain Dew. You're right. You are right. Um, but, yeah, I did think it was a nice touch. Um, and as for the sitting and uh, Jesus. laughing... Oh, boy. Uh, as for the sitting and laughing uh, emotes... Cool, great. Um, more, more character emotes. Uh, more silly things. I love it. Um... Seeing as Taylor is, is currently busy, uh, I want to talk about the ARG. The ARG has been going on for a long time now. We touched on it briefly, saying that last week that I was annoying, uh, annoyed with it. Um, and it seems like my opinion has kind of spread. Um, it is now very apparent that even the ones who are super heavily involved in trying to ca- crack the Sombra code have um, not so much given up, but they just don't care anymore. <laughs> they the community has has kind of stagnated. They're going around in circles. There isn't any new information. We're waiting on this this website to tick up. Everyone was expecting it to do something at twenty three percent. It hasn't, um, and I think everyone can kind of agree that Blizzard needs to release something, or people. I think people are are already frustrated. It's gotten to the point where even if they do do something cool, it'll be like. Yeah, great, but you were leading us on for like three weeks with nothing. This doesn't really make up for that. Um, Brent, have you followed the ARG at all? Yeah, a little. I mean, I really just don't care. (laughs) To put it as heavy as that sounds, I just... We're going to get a new character. Great. When is it coming? Yeah, exactly. I don't care. We're getting one. I'll, I'll know I'll know about it when I play it. Exactly. That's I, that's about all the effort I've put into that. I, I said it before and I'll say it again. At this point, I don't even want them to release Sombra. I d- don't want her in the game. I want yeah, I that to want just it. be a massive troll by Blizzard. I need it to be like a meme. They'll reference it for like the next decade. There'll be something about it in like WoW or something. The next Overwatch expansion is Skywatcher. It'll be the cow level that was never in Diablo 3. Well, they had a unicorn the... level because... Reasons. Yeah, but it's not cows. Blame uh, David Brevik leaving. Dia- Diablo 3 will have a did. hacker character. <laughs> like, this this thing, will, the summer will never be in Overwatch. They'll release her on Heroes, but they'll, again, never <laughs> on Overwatch. <laughs> It'll she'll, be a Hearthstone card. She'll appear <laughs> in every single Blizzard game. Except Overwatch. They'll even Actually, go back and patch, like, Warcraft 3 and, Lost like, Rock and Roll games. Racing. Yeah, Rock and Roll Racing. Oh, man. The newest racer, Sombra. 
she hacked herself into the game, guys. I would love that. Um, That'd be a I good would April follow Fools. it if that happened. <laughs> I would care again. Nat Blizzard, now you know what you have to do. Um, okay. Well, so you back. see, Blizzard, with their next level trolling, tried to anti-troll, but that just made it even more trolly. In that, uh, some people would type GGEZ too much. And Blizzard didn't like that, so they actually made it so if you type GG Easy into the match chat, it'll be replaced with something else that kind of almost tries to insult you. But it's all I can do now in Overwatch. Yes. I am constantly typing GG Easy now. It's Everyone funny. is. It's like, fantastic. The thing that bothers me about it is like it just made it... It made everyone say it, and yeah, you got like, mommy told me not to suck my thumb or whatever, but uh, you know what they're really saying. It just, it's a little aggravating. It's great. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) I don't know, I don't know if this was, if this did what they wanted them to do. I feel like the community has kind of grown around it, just like, oh yeah, (laughs) this is a thing now. But oh my god, it's it's aggravating to me. (laughs) I, I, I think... As the more we do this podcast, the more we find out that me and Brandon are very different people to Jacob. Yes. <laughs> I am the outlier here. Who'd have thunk it? Uh, honestly, I'm not surprised. <laughs> Neither am I. I'm a weird boy. Now, moving on from from all that, will be our Hero of the Week discussion, which this <laughs> week will be Torbjorn. Yarbjorn, as I like to call him. Um, now, I would love... Uh, Toblerone is, I think, my favorite nickname for him. But uh, I would love to go into his story, his deep involved story about how he got uh, into our universe from the World of Warcraft. But I think Taylor will do a better job of explaining all that. Taylor? Okay, so Torbjorn, he was really good at making guns. But he was always scared that guns would come alive and start shooting people. And no one really believed him. Until it actually happened. <laughs> Until the guns came alive and started shooting people. Exactly. And so, at that point, Torbjorn got together with his best buddies. His gun. And, and, and he just started shooting the guns. Like, he started shooting at the guns. He didn't shoot with the living guns. That's weird. You don't shoot living... You don't I mean, use living things to do things, okay? He, he uses a smelter. He's like, he's not using a gun. But then he saved the world, and afterwards he looked at the world and said, Damn, the world has a lot of guns. I should stop that. And now he's on a anti-gun binge where he's melting down all the guns so he can shoot more people. <laughs> so he can shoot more guns. Um, that's more or less it. Torbjorn is one of those characters I don't really care about his backstory. I read his comic and really disliked it. I, I think I he was in was... Russia at some point. They probably have guns. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I I don't much care for Torbjorn's story. Um, I know he was one of the founding members of Overwatch. I know his nickname is Torby. That's dumb. Yeah, um, but it should obviously be the Bjorn. The the Bjorn. I think Torbjorn is probably the best nickname I've ever heard for it. That wasn't um, a nickname either. That was just someone being really stupid and couldn't pronounce the name. <laughs> also, nicknames nicknames need somebody. to be shorter. You need to shorten a name for a nickname. What's the point of a nickname? I like Tobes. Anyways. Um, 
Torbjorn has an interesting kit. Uh, he's very utility focused. He's very um, force multiplying. Uh, and his abilities, as Taylor has named them, are Hammer Time, Slag Gun, Armor Down, and Best Console Player NA. And what that means to normal people is that um, he can put down a turret, which is kind of like his big thing that he does. Uh, he can place down a turret, and then he can hit it with his hammer to make it a better turret. Um, and it is an art form, or maybe a science, or maybe a little bit of both, of placing these in the most infuriating places for the enemy team to deal with. Um, this thing has a very long range. It can shoot you down in the air. It is the terror of unaware pharaohs. Um, if you don't know that it's there, it's going to rip you a new one. Uh, it doesn't do the most amount of damage, even when it's been leveled up to level to stage two. But for the lower lower health characters, it's uh, it'll whittle you down pretty quick, um, and it tracks very quickly. So kind of dodging and weaving in and out of cover is doable. You have to do it quickly. And you're going to be doing it for long enough that the enemy is probably going to shoot you with his own gun as opposed to the turret. Um, his other abilities are um, he can drop armor for his allies. Now, armor this, here! Armor here! Um, this is kind of interesting because he actually has to collect scrap. Um, if an enemy hero falls, they will drop scrap, which he can then collect. And it kind of like floats to him if he gets close enough. Uh, so the the range is pretty good, but you do have to kind of venture out as Torbjorn, uh, potentially after a big team fight is, is the safest, uh, to kind of collect all this scrap so that you can throw down armor for you yourself and your friends. And it gives 75 points of health, I believe, uh, which is pretty substantial. Um, even putting it on a tank uh, helps. Putting it on a tracer is super, super useful. It just gives her a lot more survivability. Um, so you should be throwing this down whenever you can. Um, the it doesn't recharge like Symmetra's shields that she puts on somebody but putting that uh, putting the armor and the shields on somebody gives you 100 points of extra health which is massive um, so that's an interesting strategy and that's also a lot of turrets between the two of them um, his gun has the uh, standard fire of kind of doing an arcing shot that does Substantial damage. It's not. Uh, he's no lightweight in that regard, and uh, his right click will kind of do a shotgun-like burst. Um, so he he's not um, an insignificant threat. When he puts that turret down, it doesn't like he's not all turret. He himself can do a lot of damage. Um, the turret is just like an extra person, really. Uh, so you shouldn't just be there and hammering on your turret all game. You really want to get out there and and, and mix it up with, as Torbjorn. Um, his ultimates uh, lets him do just that, actually. His turret, if it's level 2, gets put into uh, level 3 mode, where it goes crazy and does a crap ton of damage for a while and gets all glowy and red. Uh, and so does he, and he also does a crap ton of damage. Um, he gets faster, he gets a huge amount of health, uh, and his gun fires much, much quicker. Um, and when he goes into this mode, it's scary. Really hard to take him down. Um, and usually when you'll see this is on on the defense um and it's usually like oh that we we just about to get the turret and then he pops his alt the turret's back up to full health is doing crazy amounts of damage and your whole team just got wiped out um so he's he's definitely 
a strong character if used well. But have you guys found good places uh, or good tactics for using his his turret and, and himself? Like, I mean, I found a few. Most of I how you learn heard... it is you watch enemies, and you're like, "That's fucking annoying." I'll put yeah. it there next time. <laughs> yeah, that was a great spot. Let me let me just mark that one down. Yeah, I really don't play Torb that much. To, yeah, to be able to find all these places. He might be my least played character. I'm trying to think of someone else who I don't use and might be Tracer. Tracer's my definitely least used. Tracer I know my least used. Symmetra. Symmetra is definitely <laughs> least. Uh, oh, Symmetra's wonderful, but... Yeah, I, I, I try and buzz up Torbjorn every now and then. Again, try and do research for the show, but I he, something about him doesn't click quite as well with me. Um... I just find that I focus too much on my turret and I don't do enough, like I was saying, as as my own man, <laughs> as my own dwarf. Uh, and again, I'm using the fantasy term. Um, he, yeah, it, it really takes some getting used to playing with him. But I feel like lots of people gravitated towards him very quickly just because like, oh, I don't have to aim? Great, I'll just set up this turret and they found really good spots for him. They got more confident with how to shoot their own gun. And now there are definitely some terror Torbjorns. And he's not just a defensive character. I've seen him on offense. Not often, but when you do see it, almost always, it's amazing. Um, have you guys had a chance to use Torbjorn offensively? Offensively? No. I've had it used against me, and so I know some good spots for it. <laughs> yeah, the one that comes to mind for me is on uh, King's Row, when you're trying to yeah. catch the first point. And they put it up on that ledge above you guys, in front yeah. of you, not behind you. And like that, we were trying to deal with it, and we just couldn't. Like it was just an unstoppable force. It was insane. Uh, and then you can always put it on top of the um, the payload as it's moving. He's an interesting character. Um, what do you guys do to counter Torbjorn? Because I know for when the game first came out, it was Bastion and Torbjorn were kind of the, everyone's. Uh, uh, the, the focus of everyone's hate. So how have you learned to deal with them? I, uh, I just Zarya. leave game as soon as I see him. That's one strategy, yeah. Yeah, there's that too. I mean, I use Zarya a lot, and uh, I have I have come accustomed to uh, just popping out my shield and uh, dropping a couple R-clicks on that turret, and then mm -hmm. popping back in, and then popping back out to finish it off, like one or two R-clicks, and then... You, it's game, and, and plus you've already gotten some power uh, gain from your shield too, because that turret yeah. will hit you immediately. You... So I mean, you're gaining power and you're taking out the turret. Like that's that's pretty much how I deal with it. Um, I generally just don't like switch a character or something to deal with orb because I know um, it's a main priority when a turret gets down for the team to take it out. So I mean, and you're not the only person dealing with it, so you shouldn't have to solo counter or mm -hmm. Torbjorn. Yeah, the one thing with that is that, that some, I often find <clears throat> excuse me, if he has set it up in a good spot, like, someone needs to like, like please, someone, the Tracer, the Genji, or whoever, um, someone try and take out that, that, that turret. Genji so can have a difficult time of taking out a turret, Yeah, those, those two probably aren't the best ones. Um, for example, when I come against a good Torbjorn player, uh, I find tanks, just in general, are pretty good at dealing with it because, like I said, it doesn't do the most amount of damage. It will kill lower health characters fairly quickly, but a tank, especially ones with damage mitigation, can kind of um, 
uh, like with with Reinhardt, his shield can take sh- shots from a turret for days, um, letting his his teammates uh, take them out. If he um, uh, charges into it, it'll stun the turret for a little bit, and you can take one swing and usually take it out. Um, Diva again can use her her defense matrix while her team takes it out as well, uh, or she just fly in there, get close with her with her matrix, and and shoot it until it dies because it won't really take her out. Uh, and then Zarya is a good counter. Roadhog would probably be the one that has the most trouble, but he has so much health that he could just shoot it. Um, but beyond those characters, uh, it's probably the indirect ones that have the most success. Um, you can use um, uh, Roadhog, not Roadhog, sorry, uh, Junkrat to kind of take it out if you can get a good uh, bounce uh, into it with, while staying out of its line of sight. Uh, Farah, again, if you can stay out of line of sight and use your splash damage. Um, those are probably some good good counters. And uh, then the snipers, Hanzo and Diva, if you can get a good shot on them. Their range is pretty significant uh, on the turrets, but it can't outrange a sniper. Um, and you can always use my tried and true strategy. Widowmaker behind a Reinhardt can take out most encamped enemies. So, guys, that pretty much wraps us up on Torbjorn. Um, if you guys like what you heard today, please consider subscribing or giving us a rating. You can follow uh, us on Twitter at OWOvertime, and you can also reach us by email at OWOvertime at gmail.com for any questions, comments, concerns, your own play of the games, whatever you want to send us, we will love to hear from you. And if you want to suggest a topic for the show, you can do that as well. We have another show called Press A to Podcast. We'll review a different video game every episode. You can follow that show on Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch at Press A to Podcast. Now, I think that's pretty much all the time we have for this week. So for me, Brandon, and Taylor, we will see you next time. But yeah, Torbjorn is our hero discussion for this week. Um, he is the the dwarf who somehow time traveled into Overwatch. Um, so are you saying either in the past or the future, Earth will have dwarves? What I'm saying is in the past or the future, Torbjorn knows the truth. Are you saying we don't have dwarves now? They're called little people, Jacob. <laughs> You got me there, Brandon. Yep. Um, but yeah, Storbjorn uh, is what we're going to be discussing. This is awful. I'm going to restart. That was <laughs> so <laughs> awkward. It was so bad. I faded fast, guys. The oh, time nice. traveled. The time traveled bearded man. Okay. Um, yes. I'm thinking. Shut up. <laughs>